Welcome to the Cultivating Leaders podcast from the Minnesota South District. I am your host, Billy Schultz. I'd like to wish you all a happy Easter as we celebrate Christ's resurrection victory for us. Today we have with us DCE Shelley Schwalm of Concordia University in St. Paul, who serves as uh, campus evangelists in their ministry. Currently in our district, we have three campus evangelists, Shelley at Concordia St. Paul, Rebecca Wagner, who we interviewed in episode two of this podcast, and Sarah Bohr, who serves in Mankato at Hosanna Highland. These positions are uh, in part funded by um, grant dollars that we as a district have given to these ministries uh, to support their staff as they seek to uh, engage their student bodies with the gospel and reach uh, new people for Jesus. So we're excited to have Shelly with us today and uh, pray that you would uh, be blessed by this interview. Today we have with us Shelly Schwalm, who serves as University Ministry Associate at Concordia University in St. Paul. She's going to be sharing with us today a little bit about um, university ministry here at CSP um, and, and what that looks like. It's, it's a unique uh, role that she has here at CSP, and it's a, it's a role that we get to help support as a district through our campus ministry funding. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to have her with us today. Welcome, Shelly. Thanks. So can you tell us a little bit about your ministry background, how you ended up being here at CSP? Sure. Yeah, so I am a CSP alum. I went through the DCE program here, and uh, I actually, right after I graduated from the DCE program, I served in a campus ministry role at CSP. They used to hire recent graduates to serve in the campus ministry for a two-year term, and so I did that for two years, and then once that two years was over, I took a call to a congregation to serve as a DCE in a congregation in Arizona, and about two years serving in parish ministry there, and then I was able to come back, and they had restructured a CSP ministry uh, here at Concordia, and so we're able to um, not just have kind of that revolving door of of recent graduates, but um, to be able to call someone for a little bit longer investment uh, to work with our campus pastor. So I uh, also did church relations as a part of that for a couple of years, but then through the blessing of this district grant, being able to be full-time has been a huge gift for us and to be able to be an actual ministry team of a pastor in D.C. on a college campus is pretty incredible. It's a great gift to us. So yeah, that's kind of kind of where I come from and how I got here. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And <clears throat> actually, I was um, serving campus ministry here at CSP right before Shelly did. So, right. yeah. so we're, we were not teammates, but uh, we uh, got to serve in the same ministry. And so it's right. fun to see what's happened with that ministry uh, since I served there. Um, about nine years ago now, so I, I know it's, it's crazy, crazy how yeah. much time flies. So true. So, what does uh, CSP ministry look like? What kind of programs do you have? How do you engage the students and the faculty and the staff in your ministry? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I'll start with what's typical, what people typically think of when they think of campus ministry at Concordia, and that is chapel. We do have nine chapel services a week. Uh, five in the morning, Monday through Friday, and then uh, four in the evening, Monday through Thursday. 
And those are a variety of uh, devotional experiences uh, for our campus community. Um, lots of opportunities for students to get involved in participating in leadership in those as well, um, engaging uh, faculty and staff to be involved in leading in some of those capacities as well, too. So that's, a, that's the most obvious part of what people think of. Um, but really seeing that just as we're experiencing in parishes and church ministry, too, that this mindset of we can't just wait in, uh, for people to come to us, um, but really the importance of engagement and going out. And so discipleship is a big piece of what we do, especially my role. Um, so I lead a ministry called Peer Ministry, and we equip students. Um, I have 15 peer ministry students this year. Uh, we equip students to be able to articulate their faith. Um, they get trained with some listening skills, uh, some relational engagement skills. So how do I, how am I equipped to go into the dining hall and talk to somebody that's sitting by themselves or I've never talked with before? They look or talk or live differently than I do. So uh, some of those um, skills and then just really inviting them to prayerfully consider, okay, God, who have you put me among on campus this year and, and how can I uh, partner with you in, in being able to be about kingdom growth on our campus? And so um, we've watched we've watched students be incredibly uh, stretched through that program, um, realizing, oh my goodness, I can tell people about Jesus so I can express my faith especially in a context where we have a lot of diversity on campus. We have a lot of international students. And so helping them to see, wow, God has really given me tons of opportunity to share my faith on a daily basis. That is really incredible and I can't waste it. Uh, so that's been amazing. We've watched people be baptized through some of those relationships and um, it's really a joy to me to be able to Help equip, and that's a big part of my time, um, as well as we are a, a significant arm of spiritual care and care for students. We've all heard stats about mental health issues, especially in college campuses. So we are, uh, especially in the winter months, honestly, that's a big uh, part of how my time gets spent. And then lastly, um, Pastor Tom and I have an incredibly high value of ministry of presence. And so um, that means as much as possible for plays, for athletic events, for meetings of various clubs um, with international students or diversity clubs or uh, any kind of club you can think of um, that we have on campus, uh, we are we really value engaging students in that way because if they know who you are, if they know your care, um, when things are hard or they have questions, um, they're much more liable to go chat with you about that. So constantly trying to um, live out what we're teaching our student leaders to do, um, but also we just know that um, that's that's how we can show our care and express our love for our campuses by showing up in that way and, and inviting faculty and staff. Like we often say, you know, we are not able to do this without you. We're all a part of CSP ministry. So 
as much as we can, trying to equip faculty and staff for their own ministries. Um, and then we have these incredible student leaders who have started um, men's ministry and women's ministry that we're supporting and encouraging in our FCA group that's like bursting at the seams this year, which is just encouraging to watch um, them be released and equipped to uh, encourage other students. So yeah, that's kind of a overview of where we're at. Yeah, it's quite the, the variety of ministries <laughs> and, and really emphasizing that relational ministry, I think is really valuable because you, you hinted at some of that diversity mm-hmm. that exists on this campus. Can you go into more detail about, you know, what, what groups of people are here um, at Concordia? Yeah, yeah. I, I am just blown away at how God has brought so many different kinds of people to our campus for whatever reason to a Lutheran university where they are going to have the scriptures in their hands for at least two semesters. We have, we have that requirement for all of our students. And so uh, we have a lot of international students growing numbers more and more all the time. And a significant amount of them are from Saudi Arabia. So of a Muslim, more of a Muslim tradition or background. We have a lot of um, first generation or second generation immigrants. Um, so specifically from Somalia um, or some of the East African countries, as well as uh, a significant Hmong population. Um, and other than that, you know, just this high value of being accessible to our own neighborhood and community. So we see a lot of uh, diversity through that as well. Uh, the pull of athletics brings in a whole nother section of people. And um, where that can be overwhelming sometimes for people uh, to say, I'm coming to a Lutheran university and this wasn't exactly what I expected. Um, but to step back and say, wow, where else would I want them to be, right? Like, we have this opportunity to put the Bible in their hands for two semesters um, for because we believe that the Word of God doesn't return void. So God's up to something in that and with that, and also then helping our students that are mature believers or growing believers or preparing for church work and, and ministry careers this is actually such a gift to you to be able to train in this place and be shaped in this place and have, in so many words, practice, you know, with a safety net and people that are walking with you to help you figure this out because our world isn't going to get less diverse. And um, our, our, our people in the church, we have to get more comfortable with that and, and be willing to engage that, um, that tension or that unfamiliar. Um, so that's just, it's been, it's has, it has challenges where we navigate lots of things and, um, and we learn all the time, but it's really sweet. And I think a powerful lesson for where the rest of our world is going, we have to continue, uh, to engage in that. And we've seen, we had a Chinese, an international student, Chinese international student who got baptized last year from our campus and um you know god's bringing the nations to us uh in this place and so it's pretty cool that is awesome so there's a lot of things maybe that yeah people don't realize if they if they're familiar with csp and maybe know what it was like 
you know, 30, 40 years ago. Sure. It's definitely changed a lot since then. People who have no familiarity and just say, well, it's, an, it's a LCMS university, so mm-hmm. it's probably mostly Lutheran students and people from the Midwest that are here. And, and sure. there's really just a lot of things that, that you know, CSP is a very different place than, than what it used to be and what people expect it to be. Um, what are some other um, things you've heard from people that they're surprised to know about this place uh, beyond some of this diversity that we have? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And we do have those times where, oh, I would have never guessed that there are Muslim students on the campus or um, some of these other conversations that are happening. And just, uh, I mean, even from a physical standpoint, you know, our chapel edition that we're sitting in right now, like that's probably about 10 years, just over 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um just some of these different um, different areas of growth with res halls or athletic uh, or art facilities, these different types of things that we've we've seen change, but definitely change in the student population for sure. Um, where I hear alumni will come through the chapel from time to time, especially in the summer if they're on vacation, they'll say, you know, we. Uh, President Holst, former President Holst, I've heard him say, there was diversity, a little bit of diversity in my class when I was here at Concordia, when it was the academy, and it was, there was one guy in the class who was a different kind of Lutheran. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, it, it can be shocking for people when that was their experience here to come and see something different. But uh, I just really encourage people to come to campus because uh, I think there can be this sense of, oh, man, it's so different. Maybe it's not um, Lutheran anymore, or maybe it's not being faithful to uh, having a flourishing uh, spiritual life on campus. And and you can definitely find those things. Um, are you going to walk around and uh, see people from all types of backgrounds, socioeconomics, um, ethnicity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's helping people to see what a gift that is and what an opportunity that is where traditionally the Concordias were thought as, um, institutions to train church workers. And that is very much still a high value of ours, but also to see the Concordias, especially our, like, especially CSP as a mission outpost, Mm-hmm. You know, people are coming here for education, even if they're not Christian. I don't know why. The Holy Spirit's up to something. And so um, to make reality our friend in that and say, okay, what opportunity do we have um, to engage these people? Yeah, so we're constantly, and I'm not ever going to claim that we haven't figured out. We're constantly <laughs> figuring, like learning and, and adapting. And uh, we've been blessed, too, to have... Um, Something we'll hear from time to time is, you know, do you have Sunday services on campus? What are, how are students being engaged with congregations in the area or that kind of thing? We don't have Sunday services, Uh, have a bunch of area congregations that are just really offer incredible opportunities for students to worship and experience different kinds of churches and be engaged in those communities. And so we don't have... CSP ministry doesn't have a Sunday service on campus, but we've been blessed by the local congregation, the warehouse, 
that has started to meet on our campus in the afternoons, on Sunday afternoon. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds for us, um, that there is something close and accessible for students who that's, they don't have a car or that kind of thing. Um, and the warehouse has also been um, a really supportive presence on our campus as well. So we don't have, CSP ministry doesn't host regular services, but the warehouse does. And, and that's been a good, kind of a good balance for us too, knowing that honestly, we could probably not pull off another, <laughs> um, after the nine chapels a week to have a Sunday service would be really difficult. And so many of the students that would help out with that are being a huge blessing to the area congregations and mm-hmm. serving in leadership there too. So that's cool. Very cool. So what opportunities are there for um, CSP ministry as you look into the future? Um, do you see more opportunities with um, some of the international students? Are there more opportunities for um, increased relational ministry? Where do you see that going? Yeah, um, a couple of things that we're identifying, especially as the school year is kind of starting to wrap up. And then Pastor Tom and I will give significant time to say, what went well and where are we going next and that kind of thing. And um, athletics and international students are two populations that we are learning about and, and trying to figure out more and more how do we engage the, these populations better because they are growing populations. They are um, really identify a couple of people groups that we can really focus on. Um, to kind of target some effort there. Um, So I would say those two would be a significant piece. The other one that comes to mind is we have a significant online population or distance learning or cohorts. Um, And we have some incredible faculty that keep bringing this up uh, to our attention of how do we better engage, you know, these Um, students that might not physically be on our campus. And so uh, we have a few things like some um, virtual opportunities for prayer requests and that kind of thing. And from time to time, we'll get phone calls from that too of, hey, can you pray for this? I'm in New Jersey or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a sweet moment last year, I believe, where um, a woman who, a distance learner, online learner who uh, had been submitting prayer requests and we'd been keeping up with she came to campus for her graduation so we got to meet her and uh and her gratitude of thanks for praying with me and um but yeah all these different options for learning present challenges of yeah how are we supporting these students and giving them uh spiritual opportunities as well Mm -hmm. so yes ever growing and changing and uh And like I said, we're constantly learning. But I think part of it, too, is figuring out where we're seeing movement already. And um, in athletics, our students are just kind of bursting at the seams there with with our Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So um, I think that's someplace that we can really tack on to and engage. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really interesting, too, with having all these, you know, the majority of the student population doesn't set foot on this campus on a regular basis but to include them in this ministry as as people that you want to reach and be able to care for spiritually Mm -hmm. 
is a really cool thing. But yeah, that I remember talking about that when when I was working in campus ministry you yeah. know, ten years ago, and it was like, what do we do? How do we do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have any natural connection points other than maybe in some of the syllabi right. for their classes. It says you know, campus ministry is, is available for you know prayer if you have if you have prayer needs. But it was very much just kind of oh yeah they're there if you need them but yeah that's so cool to be able to think about new ways to yeah really engage that group yeah and and I love that we have passionate faculty members about that because that tells me as as I mentioned before encouraging them in their own vocational ministry there too and they're an extension of us um and of Jesus in in those students lives and so one particular conversation we had not that long ago is with our physical therapy doctorate program. And they are in the building across 94, um, so a little bit further away. Uh, but they're doctoral students. They're not traditional undergrad students, you know. And so saying, well, could peer ministry be something that hmm. could be for them as well, you know. And so constantly trying to say as our market changes, as our university changes, the demographics and um, programs and stuff of higher education change, how do we continue to respond to that? So, yeah, we're, we're constantly learning. Um, so, but it's, it is exciting. It's exciting to continue to think outside the box and invite students to be a part of those conversations to say what's working or not working or um, what ideas do you have because you are in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's constantly changing. So you mentioned that, that some of these opportunities do present some challenges because it's kind of uncharted territory. Uh, what other challenges are there in, in such mm-hmm. a kind of a broad campus ministry setting like this? Yeah, there, there are several. Um, I think... A couple of the ones that come to mind right away are, um, first of all, busyness. Like, people are just way too busy. Students are way too busy. And trying to get, um, just like in parish ministry, trying to help people see that this is not just a priority, their spiritual life, how they walk with Jesus, how they're being discipled isn't just a priority, but it is life-giving um it's something that when we get a taste of it it's good for us we know we need it and um so that's really challenging um to help students build restful healthy rhythms is an incredible passion of mine on our campus um that that we are not our identity is not found in how much productivity we reach on a daily basis or how many activities we can show Mm -hmm. up for. Uh, So that is super significant. Um, As as we talked about the gift of diversity, I love Pastor Thomas said this in chapel before, and I just think it's so great that diversity was God's idea. Like we look at creation and the diversity that God Mm -hmm. has created. It's huge blessing. It also offers some challenges because in our diversity, um, each person, each individual brings their own layer of diversity and they're all looking for different things or have different lenses or whatever. And so to have 
this wide breadth of variety on our campus is an incredible gift, but also requires a lot of translating and navigating and what resonates with some people offends others and vice versa. And so how do we continue to <laughs> live, live in that tension, um, especially in a, in a time in our world where to say that Jesus is the only way is a really difficult thing to say. Um, and, and so especially if a student is on our campus and that's not what they've experienced before or where they're coming from, how do we have those conversations winsomely? Um, how do we equip our Christian students to have those conversations winsomely that it's not? Um, I think there can be a, a sense of pockets on campus or almost silos um, and, and that warring against that mentality that we're on teams, on different teams, you know, um, or it's us versus them or whatever whoever us or them is. Uh, and so to overcome that in, in saying Christ is in the midst of us and, and, and we are called to build relationships, uh, overcoming those differences. Um, it is a massive challenge, but again, I think it's a huge gift to the church and to our community that we're able to have some of those conversations here because we have all the people, we have mm -hmm. all the, we have all the players in practicing, um, practicing what that looks like. Um, it, it can be a lot, <laughs> but, but I think if we're not in the tension, um, if we're not willing to step out of our comfort zone, then we're missing gospel opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's like, yeah, we're called to the tension because that's where people come to know Jesus and the challenges are worth it mm -hmm. for sure. So you think about these challenges, these <clears throat> opportunities and all that's, that's happening in your ministry. Um, you know, we at the district obviously want to continue our support, not just being a financial support, but also sure. be able to say, hey, we're, we're with you guys. We sure. support your ministry and all that you do in your role, but then also all the people that you're equipping to serve and who are being reached. So how can other churches in our district and other leaders uh, support this ministry? Yeah, that's a great question. I, and uh, we do feel really supported by the district. Uh, just a huge blessing to give us more space and latitude to be able to engage in relationship because relationship is really inefficient and <laughs> takes a lot of time and investment. And so to have space to do that with two full-time people is awesome. Um, as far as other, how churches can support us, I prayer by far is just huge uh, for congregations to remember us in prayer uh, regularly, um, that we would be strengthened uh, in our commitment to the gospel, as well as um, just really great stewards of the gospel opportunities God has given us here. Um, I think about also, uh, there are a few ways that congregations could partner with us here at CSP, and whether that's having um, people from their church staff come help out with chapel or um, we have a few pastors, a couple of pastors that have 
come to just be discipleship presence um, on our campus. Um, St. Peter's and St. Paul, Lucas Witt would come uh, and hang out with students, and now he's taken a call, so we don't get to see him around uh, much anymore. Um, or Aaron Unseth does a lot of that as well. Um, but there, there's definitely capacity for that as we have, we're getting nearer to the 5,000 mark of mm -hmm. students and to have essentially a church, if you want to say it that way, of 5,000 and two full-time people. Like mm -hmm. we're, all, we're excited to use mm -hmm. all the help we can get in, in helping disciple our students. And so those discipleship presence people just come to campus hang out, get to know students, build those right. relationships, right? It's pretty simple. It's easy. Right. They can take an afternoon and right. just be present, right? It's Totally. And um, some of that has happened through, I mean, because that can be awkward if you just like show up and nobody knows who you are and start talking to people, I guess. But um, Some people are good at that. Though. But I mean, yeah, I kind of do that every day. But uh, if there's kind of some inroads of... Um, being involved with Welcome Week activities and saying, hey, we're a church in the area. Um, we've had a couple of churches do that, and that's been awesome. Um, speaking at 908, the student-led worship, or the student-led yeah, student service on Wednesday evenings um, or in morning chapel, and then students kind of get to know those pastors or church workers a little bit more to have some of those um, relationships developed. And then it's you have a little bit more of an in. And the more you show up, the more people feel comfortable. Sometimes you just have to give it some time. Um, yeah, and, and other times too, churches have said, we want to come and bless you with food or snacks or whatever. Students are, yeah, they're always blessed by food. So um, if there's other ideas, uh, to love students or walk with them or show up. Uh, we're always open to that. Uh, and then lastly, I would say prospective students um, to be talking to people, to high school students or junior high students in your congregations about attending a Concordia, specifically CSP, if that's of an appeal, you know, getting them on campus to experience that. Um, I can go ahead and name the fact that I think there are some people who are nervous about <laughs> maybe this doesn't feel like a my Lutheran congregation at home or it looks different or feels different. Yeah, it does. And to dispel some of that fear um, can be really helpful for those prospective students. And those prospective students from our area congregations are such a gift to us because they bring incredible maturity. They're ready to be sent out to be a blessing to their peers. Um, and then we get to continue to pour into them and then release them into the world, into the church uh, for their vocation as well. So um, yeah, and always, always excited to receive uh, area churches or church workers or that kind of thing to just get on campus and see what it's like. Uh, I'll hear or talk to people from time to time and they'll say, oh, it's been I don't know the last time I was on campus. Like, yeah, come check it out. Come stop by chapel or attend a concert or whatever. Um, and 
understand that we're all in this same family, you know, working for the same same goals and however we can be a blessing to one another and encouragement to one another is really cool. Yeah, so. definitely. Anything else you want to share about your ministry before we wrap up today? Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, as up and down as life can be with college students, uh, we get the gift of being with them day to day instead of just once or twice a week in a parish. Um, but day to day ministry, we see massive impact and transformation. Tom and I will sit back at the end of the year and say, hey, remember this student last year or two years ago? Like, holy cow, they're so different. Um, and watching that, watching that transformation take place, seeing that college age students, people are such a ripe harvest field. Uh, people that are looking for answers, they're looking for hope and direction. And it, are pretty quick to admit they have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just it's just a really sweet um, a really sweet opportunity that we have the best of both worlds, the opportunity to confess Christ boldly in this place with also a lot of people who don't know him yet. So pretty awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing with us uh, today about this ministry, and we pray that God would bless you as you wrap up this school year and prepare for next year and all the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead. Cool. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for listening to Cultivating Leaders. Have a blessed day.